This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. 99 appearances for Liverpool, one game as captain in a 3-0 win over Exeter in the FA Cup in January 2016. Jose Enrique had plenty of ups, but also downs during his five-year stint at Anfield. Now having signed up as a global ambassador with corporate wellness company Switch & Co, Enrique talks with the Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst on a variety of topics. From his role around mental health and physical well-being with Switch & Co, to signing for Sir Kenny Dalglish's Liverpool from Newcastle back in 2011, playing for Brendan Rodgers and Jurgen Klopp's man management qualities, as well as the knee injury that ultimately ended his career and his own battle off the pitch with cancer. Here's Blood Red in conversation with Jose Enrique. The Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Jose, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to, to chat to you this morning. Uh, just wanted to basically run through your uh, your spell at Liverpool and then um, ask you a little bit about, you know, uh, how you've been and so on and um, take it from there. But uh, we'll take it back to, to when you first joined the club in, in the summer of 2011. Um, yeah. It was a, it was a big year in terms of spending at Liverpool. You had the likes of Louis Suarez and Andy Carroll, yourself, Stuart Down and Jordan Henderson. Um, obviously, Kenny Dalglish was in charge. I mean, there seemed to be loads of optimism around the club at the time. Yeah, obviously that's why when I had the chance to to join Liverpool from Newcastle as well. Obviously, was a, a obviously apart from the history of the club was as well. Obviously that you could see that the club wanted to to grow even more, uh, wanted to win titles again, and and with it that season we won the Carling Cup. Obviously, Luis Suarez and Andy Carroll they arrived in January because obviously Torres went to to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even that summer they spent a lot of money in players and. And for me, it was a very, very good project. Obviously, you you cannot well now is six times uh, Europe champions, but then we were five, and and obviously you cannot say no to a club like this. So for me, it was a big step to go into it. Obviously, I was adapted to the Premier League because I was already four years in Newcastle. Uh, so for me, like I said, it was a big move and and a move that it was amazing for me. Yeah, I mean uh, Newcastle. Obviously, you know that, but it's a, it's a massively supported club huge fan base, um, but yeah. was moving to Liverpool, a uh, similar kind of passion for, for football as, as Merseyside and, and Tyneside, but was um, was moving to Liverpool a, a huge kind of realisation that, that this club that you've joined now is is one of the world's elite. Yeah, uh, you know what I, when I see the most different, because like you say, in the cities, in both cities, the support is incredible, you know, Newcastle, they live for Newcastle. And in Liverpool, I don't care how many blues they are, but they live for the rest, you know, that's the reality. <laughs> and, and, and that's the truth. And, and obviously in that, you see a, a bit, is, you can compare a bit, you know, you say, okay, they live for their club in their cities. But then when you realise more, it's obviously in precisions, when you go on holidays. When I used to play for Newcastle, wherever you go in the world, to be honest, not many people recognise me, to be honest. And when I used to play for Liverpool was... A big step on that. Like mm. we used to go, me and my partner, places and go. Like people, like maybe go to Dubai or whatever, and a lot of people there stop me and go. And I want to aim me well. There you see the difference. You no, know? you can see worldwide how many fan base this club has, and you know you could see a lot more difference there. Obviously, like you say, in the city, yeah, Liverpool fans are great. For me, are the best in the world. Newcastle fans are amazing as well. But like you say, you can compare a bit in the cities. They live mm. for football. You yeah. know, both of them. Yeah, uh, and obviously when you joined Liverpool, you were playing under Kenneth Lagley, who is, 
the uh, the biggest legend of them all at Liverpool. I mean, how did you find working with him, and and, and what would you like to to play for? Well, Stevie G is up there as well. Eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more than two. Yeah, but to be honest, with with Kenny is not just apart from signing me. Apart from that, to be honest, in English football, obviously Newcastle, I was learning English from the start, and I didn't know about. Obviously, I knew Kenny Douglas was a big player, but I, until I arrived to the club, I didn't really know how big he was. Really, how yeah. wow! Well, when I arrived and he signed me, and then people start talking to me about him and everything, I was like, okay, then I know who he is now, you know, and and I have massive respect for him because. Like many people know as well, he signed me for the Legends as well when I retired. Uh, so obviously I'm playing for the Legends because of him. That's yeah. the reality. So he signed me twice. Not many players can say that about <laughs> King Kenny, you know. So I will always be grateful to him. He's always been incredible to me. And, and when I arrived to the club, uh, he gave me so much support as well. So I know it's very difficult to understand him sometimes because he speaks really, you know, <laughs> really strong yeah. English, you know. But he's an amazing man, you know, obviously a incredible manager and to be honest I didn't understand obviously I was happy with Brennan after it but I really didn't understand the same with all of Kenny to be honest because yeah. the reality yeah we didn't finish the best on the league but we arrived to two finals that season we won one of them so I believe we did a, a good season obviously in the in the league we should have improved yeah definitely yeah that's one thing I was going to ask actually I mean you played 35 times in the Premier League in, in that first season obviously won the League Cup and um, narrowly came up short in the FA Cup final. I mean, how did, did you sum up that, that first season as a Liverpool player looking back? To be honest, I believe my... Uh, you mean personal or as a team? Sorry? You mean like as a personal wise or as a team? You mean? Yeah, I mean, just for yourself. I mean, obviously you were, you were an important player for the team. You played in virtually every game in the Premier League and, and helped Liverpool to, to the Cup. Yeah, to be honest... I believe I have a, a great season. The, the, I believe my first six months, they were the best, to be honest. I don't know why after, I'm not sure why. I dropped a bit my form at the end of the season. Uh, but my, my start at Liverpool, it couldn't have been better, to be honest. The fans, they were behind me from the start. They make a song very, very quickly as well after two, three games. So I can't say one bad thing about that. So obviously, like you said, we could have uh, been better on the league probably. But at the end, we won the first title since 2005 with the Carlin Cup. So I was happy, you know, my first season, obviously, we then finished the Champions League. And maybe that was the target on the league. But we won a title that we know how difficult it is. I know it's a cup. Obviously, it's not the Champions League or the Premier League. But doesn't matter which title it is. It's always important and very difficult to win any. Mm. And then uh, Brendan Rodgers came in, in in 2012. And you played 29 times with him in, in that first season. Um, how, how was the adjustment to to him and, and um, you know, what were his his ideas that were kind of different to, to Kenny Dalglish's? Well, to be honest, uh, as a fullback, he didn't change much my game. To be honest, I tried to play for both the same. I was really offensive fullback, tried to give my best for both of them. It's true that Brenner was more in training, was more modern, if you want to call it, like manager obviously is a lot younger and and the training was really really good fun you know like in terms hard but really good fun you know a lot of football a lot of ball and you know like, i was really nice i was really happy under brennan to be honest uh, as well but like i say it's not much yeah apart from trainings football wise yeah brennan tried to maybe play more the ball in the floor more like a spanish tiki taka he used to call himself yeah. like this one he used to do that so <laughs> yeah you know like try to play more football 
and Kenny more was more like the old fashioned, more like more passion, more you know like courage and you know different. Good both of them, and but different, yeah, definitely different. Yeah, I mean during during that season, mid season, um, the club signed Philip Coutinho and, and Daniel Sturridge, and the team started to play a little bit more like it, what what many assumed that Brendan Rodgers was going to bring. I mean, I think you scored one of the the best team goals of the season uh, against Swansea. Um, was there a feeling inside the, the group at the time that you know the club and the team are starting to build towards something? Because it, that was how I kind of felt watching from afar at the time. To be honest, uh, like you said, at the end we signed players like Coutinho that we signed him for eight millions, if I'm not wrong. And in that time, and I don't know how Inter de Milan left it, let him go. To be honest, with <laughs> such a young player with so much quality, you could see yeah. from the first day. Uh, and then Sturridge the same, and and I believe. He was very unlucky with injuries, Sturridge, but he was a top class when he was fit. You know, the season that we nearly won the league, you could see he made such a big difference, you know, with Luis Suarez, really. So, like I said, we had a team with Brendan that we nearly won the league as well. Uh, and I believe Brendan did well for the club. Obviously, it happens that Luis Suarez left. And when a team player like that left, that it was the most important player of our team, 100%. It was going to be difficult for him, you know, but I believe he did a great job for him. I believe he, he will come back to Liverpool as a manager, obviously not now. Let him club be the next 20 years the manager of Liverpool at least, you know, but I believe obviously he improved as a manager as well because obviously he's more experienced, look the job he's doing at Leicester, the job he did at Celtic before as well. But I believe he done a very, very good job and, and he was a great man as well. So mm. uh, Brennan is a manager that have. I believe he's, he's up there with the with the best, and and he will show that. I'm sure. Yeah, he, he's someone who, I, I think he speaks a, a few languages, and, and he mentioned that he tried to kind of bring in a, a Spanishy type of style. I mean, I think yeah. that was one of the reasons that the, um, he was made Liverpool manager because he was young and he had these kind of fresh ideas. I mean, how how did he did he kind of get get you to trying to play? I mean, because it's it's difficult as a fullback because you're expected to to be solid at the back, but you're also expected to to contribute so much going forward as well? I mean, did your game change in any way at all or did he just let you play your natural game? He let me play my natural game, to be honest. He told me, like, Jose, you do what you know. Uh, you play in Spain before. You know how I like fullbacks to go forward and, and try to attack as much as possible. And obviously, at the end, the most important, you are a defender. So try to defend the, your winger. But as soon as you can, just go forward and try to damage that way and... And obviously, I, I did I did that. You know, for me, with Kenny, I have freedom, you know, to do what I wanted. I was obviously to push forward as much as possible and try to defend well. So I have no one complaint. Maybe any of them say, no, Jose tried to be more defensive, more the opposite. Both of them give me so much freedom to play my football. Mm. And then the following season, the 13-14 the campaign, where the team nearly won the league. I mean, Alex Soko was brought in on loan and... And John Flanagan ended up playing most of the second half of the season in your position at left back. I mean, there were there were some injuries involved there as well with, with yourself. I mean, how do you reflect on on that time where the team were, were, were flying, but you didn't probably play anywhere near as much as you would have liked? Well, I didn't play first of all because I was injured. I obviously, I had my knee. Uh, after that, you could see my career went like from being like that to be to go like that straight away. After that knee, I never recovered from that injury. That's the reality. Uh, to be honest, it was very frustrating because obviously Flano was flying, you know, when he played and he did really, really well. 
but I believe in that season I was doing really well until I got injured and, and I, I could help the team as well, like I was doing the years before. So like you said, at the end of the season that was so beautiful, obviously it didn't finish the way we wanted, obviously with the Premier League title. But that a season that it was that beautiful, I believe it will always be there, you know, that I want this obviously to contribute more to the team. But the reality is that's the what if I could have done something more, I would say, well, maybe I have some regrets about it. But the reality, I couldn't. My knee didn't let me play. I was training one day, resting two, training one day, resting two. So you cannot be a Premier League player that way. That's the reality. Yeah. So obviously it took me time to accept and it was hard to see from the stands, but that's why I didn't play, you know, and I, I needed to accept it. Yeah, so, so in your eyes, that, that was the big turning point of, of your Liverpool career, was it, picking up that, that knee injury, which, you know, took you off the team for so long? Yeah, for me, for me, definitely was that, because I believe I was doing great uh, in the third season as well. That was my third season as a, play, as a Liverpool player. I believe I was the starting left-back. Obviously, I needed to push every single game and, and play, but I was playing every game. Even injured, Brenna was playing me because I played two months with a meniscus tear, my knee, uh, that not many fans know about that, but I played for two months with, with, with the injury, uh, taking so many tablets every single day just to play and I wasn't even training. Sometimes I just training Friday and playing the weekend. So imagine, mm. by one point, obviously my knee, even with painkillers, they didn't let me play that way. So obviously we tried to get the operation, and it was more damage than we thought. And after that, like I said, I never recovered from it. I never was the same player. I was sometimes training really, really well, so happy, you know, that maybe I have the chance to play, and then my knee didn't let me, you know. So. Yeah, that's what he ends my Liverpool career and my football career, really, because then I went to Zaragoza and I had two years contra and I just played one and I left it. So, yeah, it ruined my career, that knee injury, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it must be nearly impossible when you're not training all week and you mentioned that you're training on the Friday and, and then expected to, to perform on the Saturday. I mean, it, that must be, you know, as I say, in, impossible to be able to do properly. Yeah, and, and as well, because like you said, because obviously you're not training enough. Physically, you are obviously not as good as everyone else. And then mentally-wise as well, it's very tough because I was in, like I said, obviously the first few weeks after the injury, it was hard because I need to take painkillers and everything like that. And, and, and my pain went away, but in one point, not even the painkillers take my pain away because it was that damage that they couldn't take the pain away. I was having injection. I was having so many, so much stuff, really. That I don't want to say it's too many drugs <laughs> to say, you know, obviously take that pain away. By one point, I couldn't. So in one point, my knee was really, really swelling. I said to Brennan, listen, I don't know what's happening in my knee, but obviously something going wrong. I cannot play. I cannot turn. I cannot play my football. I'm really frustrated. And obviously, like I said, after obviously with all the recovery, it took me a, a, maybe a meniscus tear. The one I have, the sternal, it takes you maybe two months. And for me, it tell all my, my career. So imagine, mm -hmm. because it damaged my cartilage in my knee because I was playing with it. So it was a lot of things wrong in that, that at the end, it ruined my football career, not just my Liverpool career, my football career. Really. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Let's move on then to, to the arrival of Jürgen Klopp in, in 2015. I was, I was listening to you tell a story a few months back where you said, he got everyone in, in the was it the media room in, in Melbourne and, and yeah. kind of paraded around all, all the staff and said these guys are here to to help you and, and learn their names and, and get to know them as people. I mean, that's it. that story kind of just sums up the 
the kind of collective, you know, togetherness that that Jurgen has instilled instilled at the club. I mean, what uh, what what were your initial thoughts that you know when you found out he was going to be your manager? Well, obviously we knew how good he was because obviously he saw it for Dortmund. But obviously, like you know, other managers are very good, but until you don't have them, you don't know how good they are. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know how good they can be because you can see that. And like everyone, if he, he, he didn't play under club, they say, oh, he's the best manager in the world. Yeah, but when you're training with him, you realize why he's the best manager in the world, you know, and how much intensity and how much hours and work he put into it. But like I say, for me, what he done, Brennan did as well. He obviously didn't make a meeting like that, but in Kenya as well, they, they, all the managers I have in Liverpool, to be honest, obviously club make it more specific and and something that for me it changed more was for example the trips when it was national teams and he took all the families instead of just the players and and obviously because he knows that and now many clubs does Guardiola does Mikel Arteta does and they did them before eh? and they do that do now Uh, and 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 it's good because you realize that at the end it's true that footballers people just think when they see Liverpool they just see the oh the starting level or the 18 players that they are in the squad plus the manager and it's so many people behind, so many people working in the club that make the players play that way, you know, and the families as well. You know, the, the player, if he's not happy at home, you can see that on the pitch. And when they are happy at home, you can see that on the pitch too. So club wanted to make sure that the players' family as well, they were happy in Liverpool. So how he does that? Try to put them together, try to obviously, between the women, be friends with the kids and everything like that, so they are more happy. And the players can focus more in football. So it's something that you think about it now and you say, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's normal, yeah. Yeah, but yes. no one done it. He's done it before, you know. And, and it's something like it looks very silly, but it's true. You know, at the end, mm-hmm. players, we have people realize that we are, obviously, I, I, I'm not anymore, but when I used to be, we are, you know, like normal people, you know, like, and you have your life after football, you're training, until the middle of the day and then the rest day you have your family or if you are single you have your friends or alone or whatever and and it's so important that you feel love and you feel that you have people around you it's so important you know in any any city that you are in and club what it did is try to make the players that they are really ha- to be really happy in Liverpool and I believe that's what you make the club now is identity you know like every single one but like you said at the end when he did that as well on the on the you know, in the media room, he shows every player. We knew the players that we already there, but for the new players as well, how important it is. So many players, so many people uh, uh, working behind the players that they never mentioned people on the kitchen, people on the gyms, physios, you know, on the offices, like, and they are incredible. I'm telling you, I never said, you ask, I always say that ask Luis Suarez, Pepe Reina, and they play for big teams, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, teams like that, and they tell you that it's, they never seen people in the class that they work as good as they do in Liverpool. So it's so important you give that importance to them people because without them, I'm telling you, they will not be performing the way they are in the pits. 100%. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people from the outside know about all the tactics with with Jürgen and, and, and the way he presses and, and the way he plays with that high-octane style. But uh, from what, what you're telling me there, it sounds like he's a, um, a perfect man-manager as well. Is, is that something you'd agree with? For me, it's like that. For me, it's, uh, like you say, obviously, then it's fantastic in what he does. Because for me, the most difficult thing when you've been a footballer, you realize, for me, look, he can make a fullback run. He can make a midfield run. 
but how you can make them three top front three, you know, random match defensively and offensively, that's a difficult thing because normally your stars, you can see Cristiano, Messi, obviously these two are in a, they were in a different level uh, at their yeah. best. But you could see, yeah, you give them the ball, they make the difference, but defensively they don't give you all you want. But you need to accept it. They are the best and it's what yeah. it is. But these three, they are with the with the for me the best front three in the world or one of the best front threes in the world and they work as much as the midfields or the fullback that's the difficult thing and that's what club is did and if it's no Mane or or Firmino or Salah then it's Jota and it's no Jota it's Minamino Minamino look now how much difference he's done in, since he signed how much work right he put now into it and that's all to the obviously all to the player he need to have the attitude and but you need someone that is your boss to tell you what you need to do. And, and Klopp, like you say, he's brought that to the team. And then Liverpool as a family as well, not just the club as well, as the fans as well. They feel like we are all together. We are one, you know, and that's what Klopp for me is different to everyone else in the world. Yeah. And one other thing he did as manager was give you the captain's armband at Liverpool in, in that FA Cup oh. game against Exeter. I mean, I can tell just from speaking to you, Jose, how much you still still love the club and, and how much of a feeling you've still got for it. So looking back when you were captain of Liverpool for that game, you know, th- that must have been incredible for yourself that, that night. Well, to be honest, obviously, I don't know if I deserve it, probably don't, you know, to compare, you know, to be a captain of Liverpool, because for me, when you be a captain of Liverpool, you have to be someone that won many things and, and everything like that. But I believe Klopp have a detail there with me uh, because he knew he knew how hard was that season for me. He knew he was really honest with me because, from the start because obviously it was Alberto Moreno playing in front of me and Brad. Mm. And he told me, say, Jose, listen, they told me how good you were. He said, I didn't know you before here. Uh, obviously, I was working in Germany, but they told me how good you were as a player. And I see that in trainings many times, but I need a player that can play every three days and you are not able to. So it was hard to hear that, but obviously he didn't tell me that way, you know, obviously he told me more nicely, but yeah. he told me that way, you know, and, and, and you appreciate that, you appreciate it honestly, and he was, he was always really, really honest to me, and, and he's a man that I will always appreciate for that. And then in the most difficult moment, you know, that I was living in Liverpool was, was one of the saddest days of my life and my partner's life as well, to be honest, because we were really happy there apart from obviously, obviously my injury, uh, he went in a cup game and said, Jose, you're going to be the captain of the team today. And that will always, that will stay with me. I have the um, captaincy somewhere here as well, on my office. Uh, I kept it. So, and it will always be somewhere, something that I have there with me, you know. So, even it was really hard and my knee injury and all of that, Claude have a detail with me, you know, there. And, and I will always appreciate that from him. Yeah. yeah just, just a couple more questions then. then. In 2018, moving on from, from your time at Liverpool, you were diagnosed with, obviously, the, the rare tumour. Um, obviously, a very yeah. scary time for yourself and, and your partner. But um, reading reading up on a few of the things you've said about it, um, it almost seems that you were you were surprised by yourself and, and how positive you were to kind of, you know, tackling that head on and, and getting yourself, you know, health, healthy once again. Yeah, to be honest, it was, like you say, and I say, obviously, it was strange. It was very strange because it was like, look, when you retire from football, from any job, that's why it's so much, I believe it's so much depression and so much bad times when people retire when they are 65 or 67 in the UK or whatever, you know, that they retire because 
you've been doing, obviously, it's not the same in football. It's a short period of time where you were, maybe 12 years, 13, 15. Obviously, it depends when you retire. In my case, obviously, I retired. It's something that it wasn't in my control. I didn't retire because I, I wanted to retire. I said, okay, it's time to retire. No, I retired because I couldn't play any more football. So to accept that was really, really hard. And I have a lot of mental health issues with that, a lot of problems with that. And then all of a sudden, I have a tumor. And in a very, very strange way, it's like a focus again. Okay, I need yeah. to get well. You know, I need to be, you know, I don't want to die. I want to live. You know, so I have a focus again. It was like, okay, do everything the doctor says, have your treatment, have everything, and you will be all right. And I was really positive. Obviously, I have my bad days, don't get me wrong, like everyone, and more in than times with the treatment and everything. But I was very, very surprised how positive I was. Obviously, it came more after my recovery. You know, that I expected I was going to be the same person as I used to be in terms of, obviously, physical, and I was, and I have some ear problems, I have some eye problems, and obviously my ear is gone, it's completely perfect. My eye is still bothering me a bit, it's really dry. In this one, for example, I don't produce mm. any, any tears. So it's really hard when I watch too much TV or I make too much interviews. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, when I talk on the, PC, on the laptop or, or the phone, so it was more after it, but to be honest, it was something I changed my life forever and I see life completely different. So that's why obviously something that we will talk about, I'm sure about now with about switch, you know, like it's something that it changed my life for good. You know, it's in a wrong way, in a strange way, you know, like yeah, yeah. I, I see life completely different now, completely different. Yeah. You know, like when you retire from football, you believe everything is gone and everything is finished and the best moment of your life is gone. And, and in a way, it's true, you know, because being a footballer is unrepressible. That's the reality. But then when it happens that to me, you see other ways that you say, wow, I'm really privileged. I'm a football legend as well now. I'm working with Switch as well. So I'm a privileged man, mate, you know? So yeah. and you have to accept that. And, and that's what we want to show a little bit with Switch. Obviously, we will talk about it more now. But it's, it's that, you know, that it, it, it changed my life for good, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, it does seem like one of the, the key reasons for, for you signing up to the campaign is um, is all about health and, and, you know, promoting that healthy living. And, and you're someone who, who's obviously had up, ups and downs with injuries and, and, you know, health issues. But you, you've played for two huge clubs in England and in Spain as well. I mean, you know, you, you've experienced a lot and it seems like that is something you, you're keen to promote at the moment. Yeah, for me, listen, I have to, for me, is exercise is, is key. Uh, you know, and and obviously you cannot mention this, and Alexandra will stop me. She does, she's mute now, but she will she will tell you to don't put it. But obviously, I got in touch with them through Liverpool. Really, I make a, something with Liverpool uh, with the standard chartered, and and I got in touch with them through that. Uh, well, really, they comment a picture that I put. Uh, I did a session with the standard chartered with them. And they got it, they make a comment on my picture that obviously I, I work with them. And then through them, I got in touch with them with Gary. And then we got an agreement. And it's something really that I was going to, wanted to do, you know, for a while. Uh, I didn't find, you know, the, the way. And really, uh, Switch and Gary in specific this way, it, it, they got in touch with me. And, and it, was, it was amazing because for me, you know, like when you feel better with yourself, you know, like, you are more happy. That's the reality. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what Switch tried to do, you know, like, 
Apart, obviously, in my case, I love heat sessions, you know, because obviously in football, you know, it's all about as hard as you can and all of that. But other people maybe like yoga, other people like maybe meditation, other people like maybe shadow boxing that I tried the other day and I still have some cramps in my back here. Uh, you know, everyone likes anything, you know, different. And switch that what they try to do, you know, try to help people. And, and for me, I really identify myself with them, you know, the way yeah. they want to help people. And, and like I say, exercise for me it may, is science, you know. You produce more endorphins, you are more happy with yourself. And when you look better, you look more happy with yourself because you put new clothes, you put whatever. Obviously, everyone we have our our standards, you know, everyone want, for me, it's quite extreme. I try, I try to be really ripped and, you know, I don't, I don't advise that to anyone because I'm really <laughs> strict, you know, but everyone we are happy at, at some point, you know, that mm. but when you are more healthy, eating more healthy and do exercise and everything like that, you are more happy. You like to put more clothes on. You like to obviously take care more of yourself. You are more happy. And, and for me, something I do daily. And it helped me so much with my mental health. Not physically, mm. just physically wise. Mental health. That for me is something that I didn't believe on it before. In mental health issues, I believe it was for people that maybe they weren't right. Uh, that's the truth. Uh, and maybe it, many people that didn't have it, they think that, that you know, psychiatrists or psychologists is for people that really are maybe not well, you know, mental wise or they have a problem. And it's not true. It's mental health is more in the life of people that we really know. Look, uh, just yesterday, a, a, a ex-player that used to play for Manchester City, the young team, and killed himself. Yeah. I just seen in the news this morning, and he was a really young player. So it's everywhere, you know, mental health issues. Everywhere. It's very difficult in the world right now, and more with all that's happening, be positive. And, and we switch, but that's what we're trying to do, you know, try to be people love football, obviously, you know how much support I have from Liverpool fans and Newcastle fans. So here we put something that they try to be closer to, to, to me and to switch, to exercise, to mental health, to help themselves to be more happy in a very difficult situation right now. So that's the message, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, just finally, um, looking back, I mean, it's been a few years since you left Liverpool, but you still get a chance to, to play in the Legends games, as you said. Um, just just from, from, what, from what I see, um, it, it feels like you've still got a massive love of, of Liverpool Football Club. I mean, I you just kind of sum up, you know, what, what it means to you a few years since, since you left the club. For me, I said in an interview in the long ago, because people were asking me about Newcastle, about this. I said, listen, I want to make it clear, and I believe maybe you see me, because I, 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 I did it on Instagram. Liverpool, for me, is everything. The way the club treat me while I was there, and don't get me wrong, eh? Newcastle, they treat me amazing when I was there, and the fans, they were incredible with me, and they still are, you know. But Newcastle, uh, Liverpool has been something, a step up in every single way, you know, like the most important thing for me is you see the people that really love you when you are in the worst moment of your life. And in the worst moment of my life, when I retire and with my tumor, Liverpool, in this case, Peter Moore, was the first one to get in touch with me, yeah. you know, and, and they offered me all the help I needed from LFC for anything. And then, like, you, like in a trip, I went to Barcelona to see uh, the game that we lost against Barcelona 3-0, so I didn't give too much luck to, to the team that day, <laughs> so that's why I didn't go to Anfield, the second <laughs> one, you know, and we beat them for nil, obviously, after it. Um, and I was very surprised by Kenny there. I, I spoke to him and everything. He said, Jose, how are you feeling? I said, I feel, I feel good. You know, he said, 
to play football, how are you feeling? I said, oh my God, they maybe sign me for the first team, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said, no, I said, I feel perfect. He said, what do you think about playing for the legends? And I said, well, that will be incredible. I'm not even, you cannot even call me a, a L, you know, you say a legend, you know, like, it's incredible. <laughs> you know, I said, well, of course, you know, it will be incredible for me to play with these players, you know, again, and to put that shirt again. He said, okay, let me sort it out with the club. And straight away, they put me and make a trip to Hong Kong. That was one of the best trips of my life because I went with, with my partner as well. We stayed there for 10 days. So obviously, we stayed even more after it. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like to play for the first team. You see the playing for the legends, how they treat you there with the securities and everything. I said to them, why the hell we have securities? He said, no one care about us anymore. You know, like, <laughs> why the hell we have securities here? You know, like, but it was the treatment, like I said, from LFC is incredible. Then I went to Barcelona to watch that game and the fans, I remember Alberto Moreno did give me the, the wrong tickets and he put me with all the fans in the top, you know, with all the co-fans mm. and, and how they treat me that day and how they were singing like, I don't know if it was two or 3,000 fans, away fans, or, and, and how much they were singing through while I was walking. I have even a video uh, about it and how much care really they, uh, they were drunk, obviously, and, but, they, but they didn't care, you know, how drunk they were. They were so careful with me because they knew I, I just had an operation on my, on my head and how much they take care. And every time I go there, because I go to the, obviously, you know, now, but I go to the UK quite a lot because my partner is from there, he's from Bolton. Mm -hmm. And I go to Liverpool a lot because one of my brothers lives in Liverpool, actually. Uh, and every time I go there, he looks like I still play and seriously, like how people treat me everywhere I go is, is unbelievable. So, like I said, this club is everything for me. And, and it's what I feel for Liverpool, even what yesterday, I never done that in my life. Yesterday, I couldn't watch the game, you know, against Sheffield United. I couldn't watch it. And yesterday, I, I, I watched so many football now, so much football because of my work of, of being an agent. But first of all, what I did, it was watch Liverpool, you know, the game again. And I say, yeah. okay, let's see how they play it. So it's, and it comes from me. It's not like, oh, I need to do it. No, I, I do it because I really want to watch the game. Yeah. It never happens to me that before. So that's why, like I said, LFC for me is, is everything. The club and the relationship I have with the club is something very, very special. That's why they say once a red, always a red. Always a red. And, it's, and it's true. And it's true. <laughs> Jose, thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you, mate. Thank you. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.